No bat light here. These idiots just show up and hope for the best. Brick shells energy drink. That's right. Brick shells energy drink. Make my little girl. Chew off your balls. You want to fuck shit up? You want to call us another cross America? Brick shit house is for you. Please enjoy Brick Shit House Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Hello, everybody. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right, welcome to the program. The first thing is, is Rob has something he wants to take the floor on, so I have no idea what it's about, but anyhow, Rob, go ahead. The floor is yours. Okay, well, those of you that listen regularly know that we record these and you hear them two or three days later. Even though we say they're live. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're live to us. They're live when we do them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, today is September 2nd, 2023. It is. I second that on the second day of September. <laughs> well, I woke up early, a little early this morning and I grabbed hey, my did phone you have a boner? and laying here. And did you have a boner? Was, no, not this morning. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. But I grabbed my phone and did a little work for the podcast before my son woke up. Because that's called dedication, folks. That's called dedication. Anyhow, go ahead. Well, unfortunately, the first thing I read... Oh, I... Friday, January... Yeah, you know what I'm getting ready to say. Yes, go ahead. Friday, January 1st. This world lost one of the greatest musicians ever in my book. My opinion. This man started his own genre of music. I would agree with that. With followers like Kenny Chesney and people like that. He started the Beach Cowboy thing. Yes, and let's face it. Nobody parties a real party like an adult party, not not like a young one with all the rap or right. whatever. Right, you know, and, and one of the masters of this was Mr. Jimmy Buffett. And whenever Jimmy Buffett comes on, it's one of the few artists where everybody is like, hey, yeah! Um, there's not a lot of artists that do that, that just gets a young person, old person, a middle person, uh, female, male, uh, trans, whatever. Everybody loves Jimmy Buffett to a certain degree. Yes. Now, I'm a yes. fan, I, I love his music in certain in certain elements, but I, I've right. never been the hugest fan, but I, I get it, man. He, you know, he, he invented his own genre of music, and you know what? God bless him, man. You know what? Um, well, at the same time, we, we had our own Margaritaville right here at Lake of the Ozarks now. Yeah, I saw that. How is it? Have you been there or not? Yeah, I, I was there two years ago. Um, actually, yeah, I was more at Landshark Bar. 
land shark. Yeah, um, I got a question. Do it's they right, get... right here on the lake. Uh-huh. It's a big deal, man. It, it's the old Tantara Resort. Oh, it's Tantara. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, okay. Yeah. Uh, now that I... is Mar- now Margaritaville. The beach they, there. The beach there looks used phenomenal. to be some cottages down on the point. Uh-huh. On, on, you know, down on the, uh, right there by the lake. Yes. They dozed those, and that's where they put Land Shark Bar and Grill. Yeah, that, that. So is, it's right on the lake. Land Shark is always making the news. Always yes, making the news. Yes, they are. Yeah, and you, a lot of times it's not for a good thing. Land Shark got called out a couple yeah. of years very famously for having like 300 people in the swimming pool during COVID. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. nationwide news. Yeah. People were like, oh my God, look at this. There's 300 people in here, and they're all just going, hey, we're outside. What's the big fucking deal? So, anyhow, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that, that's the way it was. Um, yeah, I've, I've got a question, Rob. A friend yeah. of mine said that they have real palm trees there. Is this true? Here? At, at the resort. They might. I, I don't know for a fact. Oh, uh, okay. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. I'll have to do it. Like, like I said, it was a couple years ago. Okay. So, yeah. No, someone said that they take them in, they dig them out and take them in during the winter or something, and, and that they actually do really well. So, anyhow, it doesn't they matter. Very, they very well could. I, I don't know. Yeah, okay, it, okay, I just wondered if you witnessed that yourself. Okay, it doesn't yeah. matter. It was just my own thing. So, um, uh, anyhow, um, yeah, yep, we lost one. So, yep, Jimmy Buffett making making uh, music in the great beyond now. Yes, he will. Did, is there any word on what he passed away of? Uh, no, the report I heard... They were not releasing anything yet, and that that was this morning, first thing this morning. So okay. I haven't. Okay. I, I it, it'll be two or three days. You know how that works. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. So. Okay, um, I've got a little report I'd like to do. These are a list of it, it's it's a um, this is a website called Lawn Starter, and they do statistics on cities. And this is a rank of the dirtiest cities in America. And what they mean by that is pollution, litter, garbage disposal, um, housing, how houses are kept up or not, um, potholes, sidewalks, everything. And this is the, the worst cities, the dirtiest cities and this is all by those statistics and probably a couple more I don't know about. So, are you ready to hear some of them? Yeah. Okay. Number one is Houston. Houston got the number one for dirtiest city. Um, pollution rank is three. Living conditions rank is four. Infrastructure rank, uh, rank is 12. And consumer satisfaction rank is 34th. Number two is Newark, New Jersey. It's uh, got a pollution rank of 14, living conditions rank of 5, 
infrastructure rank of 97, and satisfaction rank of 3. San Bernardino, California is number 3 on the dirtiest city. It's got a pollution rank of number 1. San Bernardino is number 1 in pollution. Isn't that fucked? Yeah. Living conditions, it's 56. Infrastructure, it's 131. And consumer satisfaction rank, it's number one. So it sounds to me like anyone in San Bernardino is not happy. Number four is Detroit. Detroit, Michigan uh, ranks number four in dirtiest cities. It, uh, it has a pollution rank of ninth, living conditions rank of 35, infrastructure rank 89, consumer satisfaction rank of four. Next one is Jersey City, which is right next to Newark. And uh, that is number five for dirtiest cities. And uh, the pollution rank, it's 50. Interesting. Newark right next door, pollution rank is 14. How do they go from 14 to uh, uh, to way down the line to 50? That's, that's odd, isn't it? Don't you think they're right next door? You think they have the same pollution rank, right? Yeah, yeah. Living conditions are 35, infrastructure 89, and consumer satisfaction rank of 4. All right. Bakersfield, California. Pollution rank 27. Bakersfield is number 6 on dirtiest cities, uh, according to this website. Pollution rank is 27. Living conditions rank is 69. And... um, Infrastructure rank is 122. Consumer satisfaction rank is 7. And I'm not going to tell the consumer satisfaction ranks anymore. Who cares who likes it and doesn't, right? You think? Okay. Next one, San Antonio, Texas. That kind of surprised me. Um, Number 7 on Dirtiest Cities. San Antonio used to be well picked up and nice. I don't know what happened. Um, pollution rank is 34, living conditions is 12, infrastructure is 29. Number 8 is Fresno, California. Uh, on the dirtiest uh, cities list, 31 is pollution rank, living conditions 81, infrastructure rank is 121. Number 9, and this surprises me, I've been there many times on jobs and just down there on uh, passing through going to Texas, Oklahoma City is number nine on Dirtiest Cities. Isn't that surprising? Have you been to Oklahoma City, Rob? Yeah, yeah. It seems clean and well-kept, doesn't it? Yeah, to me it does. I wonder what happened to get it number nine. I see a lot worse. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It hit number nine? That kind of... I found that all... I don't see that. I, I don't know. This is this one website. Who knows? Right. right maybe right. maybe they haven't. Maybe like one of the writers has an X in Oklahoma City. Well, fuck that city. Dirty. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, doesn't everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Pollution rank five. Living conditions twenty five. And infrastructure eight. Number ten is Yonkers, New York, which I've been through, and this does not surprise me. Pollution Never rank forty six. Uh, you didn't miss much. It's, a, it's on the outskirts of uh, New York City proper. Um, yeah, I, I, I've seen it on TV many a times. Okay. Living conditions is 8, and infrastructure rank is 128. 
Number 11 is Shreveport, Louisiana. I've been through there driving, and yeah, yeah. it does kind of look like a pit. Pollution rate, yeah. 26. Living conditions, 86. Infrastructure, 46. And the people that say, if you want to go to New Orleans without all the hassle, go to uh, Shreveport. No, I do not agree. No. Uh, no, it's not the same. Just driving through there, you can tell. Um, uh, a, a lot of the pollution down in Louisiana is all the oil refineries. Yes, yes, and that's how come so, I don't ever go to Galveston, Texas to go to the ocean. That's why I don't go to Shreveport or anywhere or Mississippi to go to the ocean. It The ocean there is brown from all the refinery work. I, I yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I agree with you 100%. Well, when I was down... In the time I spent in Louisiana, people will tell you that when you go outside first thing in the morning, uh-huh. have a hat on your head. Why is because that? Because of all the chemicals in the air will oh, soak wow. into your hair and your head. And no shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, a lot of people will wear hats down there in the mornings because huh. of that. Is that. Is it in with the dew and the everything? Do you think that that's all the chemicals? Where the phrase came from? Keep your hat on. That could be. Could be. I'll look into that. All right, number twelve of America's dirty cities is New York, New York, and I really thought they'd be higher because New York, to me, uh, downtown proper, although they have a lot of nice areas, uh, you know. um, like the square and, and Grand Central Station and everything. The thing is, their garbage situation is horrible. They have to pick up the garbage at night. So people throw it all out there during the day at the corner, and it's just stinking to high hell. And it, yeah. it's just there's too many people in too small of an area. It doesn't work out. It's 102 in pollution rank, 1 in living conditions, and 62 in infrastructure. So it's number one in living conditions, which means it's horrible the higher up the number. Yeah, right. Okay. Overall rank, Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, number 13, dirtiest cities. Pollution rank, 94. Living conditions, um, number three. Infrastructure, 79. Next one is Los Angeles. I thought they would be higher of dirtiest cities. Number 15. It's uh, pollution rank, 30. Living conditions, 29, and infrastructure, 79. And um, I'm going to go to 20 and stop. There's a lot more of them. Modesto, California is number 16 in America's dirtiest cities. 60, pollution rank, 33, living condition rank, and 112, infrastructure rank. Number 17 is Palmade, California. Are Are you getting a pattern here? Yeah, I am. Yeah, California. <laughs> yeah. uh, pollution rank 28, living conditions 45, infrastructure 84. Next one is Hollywood, but not California. Hollywood, Florida, which Florida. is right, right next to Fort Lauderdale, just to the north. Been there many times. Um, pollution rank 23, living conditions 9, infrastructure rank 51. Now, Hollywood, Florida, the big secret there is this right here. If you can't afford Fort Lauderdale, you go to Hollywood, and the places are much cheaper. It's an older beach. It's right. an older part of town. It's kind of dumpy in a lot of areas. But if you want a cheaper vacation, you can go to Hollywood and get it half price or less than Fort Lauderdale. 
And how many refineries are down around there? Um, I don't know. I know Marathon was a... Uh, Marathon oil was originated from Marathon, one of the um, Florida Keys Islands. Well, the I, 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 reason why I was asking, because once again, I was going to leave that with being on the coast and the pollution. I'm sure it has something to do with it. How much, I don't know. But I would say that that right. would be a really good educated guess right there. So, yeah. Okay. Then 19 is Las Vegas, which surprises me. Oh, wow. Is there that much industry there? Yeah, I know. There's yeah, there, there's quite a bit of industry. Okay, actually. okay. And then the air doesn't move there, so it stagnates. So I could see that. Pollution rate gets number 15, which is horrible. And then living conditions, it's 99. Infrastructure, it's 2. So the infrastructure there sucks. Yeah. Do they, it have, all does, do they not have any like belt freeways around the around the Metroplex or something? Is it something like that, or is it they have I a lot of old antiquated buildings or something? Oh, oh well, uh, anyhow, number twenty is Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Pollution rank twenty nine, living conditions ten, infrastructure rank forty two. And that being said, I think you're right, Rob about the oil industry and all that, the refineries, because yeah. that would make sense why it would be consistent with Hollywood, Florida, and Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, along the coastline. Yeah, yeah, so you're probably just, right. Just like, just like down around Shreveport, New Orleans. Yep. Yeah, yep. So, okay, and that is a combination of everything that I just said, <clears throat> pollution, living conditions, infrastructure, um, everything from, you know, litter to trash not being picked up on time to um, horrible sidewalks, all of this. So that is like a combination score of all of that together. So anyhow, that's your top 20. And... Um, Let's take a little break and come right back. I got some uh, lawsuits of some fast food places. You want to hear them? Sure. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. Oh, Lord. That man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there. Don't worry. I have a clown nose. That drunk guy just hit my child! It is okay. I have a clown nose. Clown nose! Just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam! Everyone laughs! Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Man, I sure wish I was the garbage man. You know what I could do if I was the garbage man? I could go to the wrong parts of town on the wrong days periodically in the morning and then watch everybody run out of their house in their underwear with two bags of trash screaming, Stop! Halt! Yeah, that's what I'd love to do. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. I 
talking earlier about a BK lawsuit, and then do you have some stuff you want to go into, Rob? Yeah, I got a little story, too. Okay. Is your uh, is your funk list ready? It's ready, buddy. All right. Uh, what about the hairy-ass Olympics? Uh, we will do that on our next podcast. Which will probably I be tomorrow. I still have to, which will be, what, tomorrow night? Tomorrow night, yes. Okay. okay. I will have the Harry Asshole tomorrow night. Okay, sounds uh, good. I, I'm finished putting my battles together, and like I said, you you tested me your list because I didn't write them down because uh-huh. we went over them so fast, and uh, we only had one match. Yeah, that's what you said and, that in your text. About. And, and we are pretty even on the amount of people. That was pretty good. I, I, I'm impressed with that. Okay. So Yeah, I am too. I was uh, I was surprised there was only one match. Yeah, just one match is all we had. And like I said, I have another one that was unpaired uh-huh. that I could easily fit in that spot. So don't worry about it, buddy. All right, cool. All right, this is going to be fun. You, you got yeah, your, it is. You got it your is. strong I ones going up against. I got okay, some good, good ones going. Good, good, good. All right. Um, as I mentioned before, BK has a lawsuit, and uh, this is from USA Today. A judge has ruled that Burger King must face a class action lawsuit accusing the chain of false advertising, joining. Um, um, joining the likes of other fast food giants like McDonald's, Taco Bell, now Burger King has its own lawsuit. The latest in a line of similar legal actions, the lawsuit was originally filed in March 2020 and accused the burger chain of falsely inflating the size of its signature Whopper sandwich in promotional material uh, in materials. Is that really anything... I... That's been going on for years. Yeah, and who didn't know that? It seems kind of petty to me because everybody within an ounce of intelligence knows that what you see on TV is not what you get in that fucking little wrapper. Everybody knows this. It's common knowledge. A three-year-old could tell you this. And I I mean, look, I mean, I get people being angry because they're paying for something, but they know they knew what they were buying when they did. If they didn't, why didn't they just take the burger back and get their money back? You can get your money back and go, you know what? This is not what I saw on TV. I want my money back. They're not going to argue with you. They'll give you your money back. And then the yeah. people then the people that are a part of this class action lawsuit, what are you going to sue for? Fucking seven bucks? This is a lawyer scam just fucking uh, capitalizing on this. Right? I mean, they're going to go, Rob, uh, do you have your um, do you have your receipt from uh, January of 2019? Yeah, I do right here. How much is it? Eight bucks. 
Okay, you get your eight bucks back, Rob, or maybe six. Loggers take two of it, whatever. I mean, right. that just sounds like a bunch of shit to me. The suit claims that BK made Whoppers appear twice as large as they actually are in advertisements, while the burgers com- uh, compared to competitors and containing oversized meat uh, patties and the ingredients that overflow the buns, said the filing. The suit was brought by Florida attorney Anthony Russo, representing uh, people from numerous states. The plaintiffs say they were disappointed with the actual sandwich and they feel they've been misled. Disappointed with the actual sandwich? Who the fuck is it? You get that little bitty thing on a fucking bun, right? And half of the ingredients is on the side. It's not even on the patty. You'll be lucky if you got pickles. You'll be lucky if you got the standard dressing of whatever it is in there. I mean... This, I mean, it's called fast food. It's called fast food for a reason. The chef wasn't sitting back there laboring over it and making sure it looked perfect on a plate before it went out. These are like kids and adults with no drive, pretty much. I mean, there are cases where people have had misfortune and stuff like that, and they have to work there. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying a lot of people there are don't care. They're just like, you know what, I... I get fired here, I'll go next door to Taco Bell, I'll go over to McDonald's, I'll get a job. I come in there, hey, I got experience. Oh, when can you start? Right now? So, um, you know, okay, Rob, I'll ask you this. When you go to Burger King or Taco Bell, what do you expect? Not much these days. Exactly, yeah. Everybody knows that if you buy from this fast food, you're not going to get a whole lot in return. Yeah, and and it's probably going to be wrong. You're probably going to get someone else's order. You're definitely going to get the wrong soda. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I have a problem with these lawsuits. What do you think, Rob? I do, too. Do you think Uh, it's just a lawyer getting rich? Yeah, I do. I do. I do, too. Because this is... This has been going on for 30 years, 30, 40 years. Like I said, you, you, know? can, you can pick someone yeah. out of the East Coast, you can pick someone in the Midwest, you can pick someone on the West Coast, put them all in the same room, and ask them, hey, what do you think of fast food? And they're all going to go, eh, it's okay if you have to, but if you yeah. don't have to, go somewhere good. <laughs> quick and, yeah, something quick and easy. Yeah, yeah, so... That's that's the way it is. I mean, if you're really that concerned about it, you'll go down to Quick Trip or a rally or whatever, checkers, whatever's around your area, um, come and go, um, which is my favorite. <laughs> that's so funny. Hey, People wear yeah, those hats and yeah. shirts all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyhow, you know there's, there's a lot of those gas stations down here. Yeah, there is. Uh, Down around Springfield. Springfield, uh, Springfield's getting ready to get a Bucky's. Oh, cool. Yeah, I read that. I read that. Yeah, I was so impressed with Bucky's the first time I went. It's like a, uh, it's like a Costco or a Sam's Club of, um, 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 gas stations, where it's just like a whole bunch. Of just gas station stuff and little knickknacks, plus just an array of everything in there. It's crazy. I mean, you can get an antelope head to uh, um, a real sugar frozen Pepsi. Very interesting place. 
Yeah, it was very cool. So, um... Hey, that, know, that's why if you're out, you like the real sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really cannot have the uh, corn syrup anymore. Um, I, it doesn't taste right to me. And it was all right. because I remember sodas when I was a kid tasting much better. And I, and I was on kind of a search, and I was like, well, what could be the main problem? So I got to looking in this high sucrose uh, corn syrup is a different type of sugar when you look it up. So it would have a different right. taste. So it isn't pure cane sugar that they used to use on it. Or granulated sugar even. It's not the same thing. So uh, when it's mass produced like that, the reason they use it is, number one, uh, uh, the government put a law into effect where we have to use that on certain things because we have so much corn surplus. Number two, it's easier to mix because it's a liquid. So... um, so anyhow, um, you can go and you can buy real sugar about anything anymore because there's a much of a demand for it. And uh, to me, it just tastes so much sweeter and better. And it tastes more like what I remember soda pop tasting when I was growing up. And uh, I'll tell you a real treat. Sometime buy Simply Heinz. Simply Heinz ketchup. That is the shit, Rob. I have tried that. I love it. Isn't it awesome? Man, that real sugar yes. is so good yes. in, in, in ketchup. Yeah. That, that tastes like real ketchup. Right yeah, there. that stuff is fucking awesome. So, yeah. Heinz Bravo, great job on that. Yes. It used to be I had to get it through Canada through my relatives. And the same way with real sugar pops, because uh, they still use sugar up there, cane sugar. So... Uh, anyhow, let's go into another lawsuit really quick, and then maybe we can go into some other stuff. Um, okay, Panda Express has a lawsuit, too. Panda Express may owe you more than a cookie, a fortune cookie, that is, or um, the you know the cookies that are free with any meal. Customers who placed a delivery order may be entitled to compensation, either money or free food after the American Chinese fast food chain agreed to settle a class action lawsuit that claimed hundreds of thousands of customers paid hidden delivery fees with false and misleading disclosures. Customers who placed a delivery order through the Panda Express app between July 17, 2020 and February 16, 2022 with a service fee charge may be entitled to relief and uh, and can submit a claim online. The lawsuit alleges the company misrepresented the cost of delivery by advertising low delivery for $2.95, but then tacking on a 10% service charge for delivery customers. I agree with this lawsuit because I've seen that before, and it's a fucking lie. It's bullshit. They go, free delivery, and then you see a service fee on there. You're like, what's the service fee for? Oh, that's just for people, you know, uh, uh, that that we deliver to. So, well, isn't that a delivery fee? Oh, no, no, no. It's a service fee. Bullshit. It's a delivery fee, and they they really are, in my opinion, trying to mislead the American public, and they deserve to get sued on this. The other lawsuit I think is frivolous. This, I think, is good because, you know why I like it, Rob? Is this right here. It's going to stop other companies from doing it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, well, we hope. 
Well, I mean, it should. One good lawsuit, if they win, they're going to be like, oh, you know what, I don't know if we uh, should tack on this service fee. because Yeah, you get people, other people thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's another thing that's bullshit. Ever since COVID, everybody thinks they get a fucking tip. You might carry uh, yeah. out, and and you're going to go get it, and no one's serving you. The next thing it goes, how much tip are you going to leave? And it's like, fuck you. How about a how about a big fucking case of nothing? You know, it, it pisses me off. Like suddenly, because COVID changed the rules a little bit, and they were risking their life at the time or whatever, making your food. Yeah, maybe they deserve a little bit more. But now it's like, how much did you say you're going to work for? Fifteen an hour. Okay, that's what you get. Don't fucking look at me. It, it, it's complete. Right. It's a complete bullshit, and it, it's uh, it's something that they're just trying to hang on to, and and I don't. I, I think it's wrong. So anyhow, then I have one more food item, and then we can get to some other stuff, like your funk list. Okay. Okay. Uh, after this next story, we can go to your funk list. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Um, Business Insider is the source. High-income Americans really mix with poor people. Restaurants like Applebee's, Olive Gardens are the exception. New research has indicated that chain restaurants, the exception places such as Chili's, Applebee's, and Olive Garden. Places such as these are located in areas that all income levels frequent, such as malls, airports, and off the interstates. The restaurants have reasonably priced food that is usually quick with bars attached, and this is the one place. It's, it's interesting if you think about it, Rob. It's the one place where every type of income would be there eating. Lower income, middle income, and high income. There's not very many places that can boast every income of person being there for something that you, you know, that's extra. You don't have to go out to eat. And that's pretty unique, the study that they did. I, I, I found it pretty fascinating that those types of restaurants actually hold that many different types of people there. So, anyhow, yeah, that, yeah. that was pretty much your food news for this program. So, we'll be right back with Rob Rad's Top Funk List. Isn't that right, Rob? Invisible ass paddlings, new douche flavors, and horrible pranks? What the fuck is wrong with these guys? Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. no. It's this island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. <laughs> I asked my date to meet me at the gym. She didn't show up. I guess we're not gonna work out. <laughs> Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. May your grandmother always intrude your thoughts at the last minute while you are masturbating. If someone intimidates you, just imagine them on a table being wiped like a baby. Open up for wet wiping. If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like.
This is Two Douchebags and Microphone, and I am Mark. And I am Rob. Alrighty, as promised a little bit ago, Rob's Funk List. Okay, now, this, for me, by far, was the hardest one. Because this was reaching out of my genre. (laughs) Okay, now, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I know some funk. Yeah, but I know what you mean. This this is not not what you generally listen listen to to. every day. (laughs) Sorry, Rob. It had to be done. It's all right, buddy, because I come up with 18. Oh, shit. (sighs) You might wipe my ass on this, dude. And, uh, by the way, yeah. before we get into this, mm-hmm. I have a base amendment. Oh, go ahead. I did not look at my list to see where I want to play some, but they're on it. Okay. I like to rock April 1. Ooh, that's a good choice. That, that song, that, that's just I a good like song, music-wise. Yeah, it is. I Everything love fits in it. April Wine is one of the most underrated bands ever. They are, they are. They, they are a lot of people love them. A lot yep. of people love this Sign thing. of the Gypsy Queen, All Around Town. Uh, mm-hmm. I Like to Rock. Uh, what was their High Roller. High Roller. That one album yep. contained all of these hits. It was just so solid. Yes, it was, it yeah. was. yep. They still tour every now and then. I missed them. I was out of town for work, and they came by Kansas City, and I was out of town, so I couldn't see them, but they were opening up for somebody. There's a few bands there, like maybe five bands, and they were like maybe the second or third band, and I was like, man, I'm going to go to that. Next thing I know, I'm, I'm somewhere else, and I couldn't go to it. So, well, On Facebook, I get a lot of stuff about rock and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And yeah, I, I, I see them in concerts around the country mm-hmm. quite often, you know, so. Um, yeah, I would love to see them, so. Yeah, that, that'd be a good one. It would be, so who knows. I'm sure they'll come back by and I'll get a chance, so. They just, yeah. you know, they they take mostly festivals. Like, right, right. Like five, six bands, and, and then they come in and they're, you know, and they're like, uh. They'll be in there somewhere, you know, like not not at the bottom, but not at the top. Uh, they're really. I'd like, I'd like to see them at the amphitheater down here. I think that'd be a good. Oh, one. that would be a good Them and somebody else. And yeah. they are kind of a southern band too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They have that vibe. They're cool. So that's a good one. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, go to your funk All list. Right. Okay. Number eighteen. Shaky ground, the temptations. Ooh, bravo! <laughs> oh, Rob, jeez, what did you do? Did you look at Billboard Top 100 back from? No, I uh, did not. Okay, I just went to thinking about the ones that I knew 
and I just start. I had yesterday off, so I had all day. Man, good job, dude. Good job. So I started YouTubing, watching different videos, and just I actually put in a lot of work on this yesterday. Man, that was great, dude. Great. But my top two were my top two all along. Okay, cool. So, okay. For my DJ, see, I used DJ also. You forget oh, that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, and yeah. I'm sure you had some funk sprinkled in there. Um, my top two, I think, is going to stay the same too on funk because I have two songs that I think, in my head, are unbeatable. So anyhow, go ahead, Rob. Right. Okay, number seventeen. Word up, cameo. Oh. Word up. Yeah, that's a great song. For an 80s, that was a good one. That was a that was a get off your ass and fucking party song. That was great. For Billboard Top 40, that was pretty decent. That's a great song. All right, man, fantastic choice. Number 16. Jungle Boogie. Oh, fantastic. Jungle Boogie. Man, that's great. And honestly, doing the research on this list, it was kind of refreshing because I'm listening, I'm not listening to the same stuff. I love a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I normally I listen to the same stuff over and over. Now, you want to talk where Glenn Hughes could come in? Glenn Hughes is more of a funk guy than anything, but he's in rock yeah. and metal. But his right. his right. Um, his origin ori- originates in funk, and his funk bass is crazy good. So anyhow, go ahead. Okay, number fifteen. Love roller coaster, Ohio players. Ooh, cool one, good one. I, I like Ohio players. I do. They were a very good band. Yes, I agree. Yeah, they had a yeah. really good groove. Number 13. Give it to me, baby. Rick James. Oh, excellent. Number 13. Shining Star, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, another good one. Number 12, Cold Sweat, James Brown. Oh, nice. Like I said, I went into the classics. You did. You dug deep. There's others by these artists I could have easily picked. Well, I know what you did. You're taking funk. What you're doing is you're taking that funky sound. Yeah, yeah. Okay, number 11. Car Wash, Rose Royce. (laughs) That's, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do now. I think you're taking all the good ones. I am because I'm getting better, dude. Yes. Oh, I knew this. I knew this point would come. I, I knew I, there was going to be a I point where you're going to corner me and kick my nuts in. And I think it's the funk list. So anyhow, 
I, 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 I listen. I had fun with this one. Okay. I listened to some very good music. And like I said, I had all day yesterday on top of what I've already had. So Cool. Cool. Well, okay, number you, 10. You did, you did your research, that's for sure. Yes, I did. Number 10. Get down on it. Tool in the no, game. Oh, man. Dude, I, I'm got to listen to some of these songs after we get done. You're just like refreshing me on those great songs. Oh, dude, dude that, that's the first thing I thought when you mentioned funk. 80s. Mm-hmm. That, that was 70s and 80s. So that's what I did. Yeah, yeah. That's when all that funk was out there, man. Motown, all that. Yes, that, that was the good stuff there. Oh, that Motown Number stuff. nine. Number nine. Okay. You sexy thing, hot chocolate. Oh, that is a very good funk song, and it's a song that's extremely popular in movies and TV shows and um, commercials. commercials. <laughs> commercials. I would have to agree. Wow. Number eight, Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Solid, solid. Talking about Stevie Wonder, who can supposedly see for real? Supposedly. Who knows? It could, I don't know. It could have been the Stevie Wonder camp just gathering interest in him again. I, 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 I've read those reports, too, and I'm like, well, if he did, it was the best gag ever. Folks ever, yeah. It would be like Elvis still being alive. Either way, kudos to him for playing it off all these years. I agree. I agree. You know, either way, Stevie Wonder will always be Stevie Wonder. Yep. Yep. I would agree. Okay, number seven also goes to Ohio players for fire. Oh. And those of you that do not know that song, Listen that is it. the theme song to Hell's Kitchen. Oh, it, yeah, I forgot about that. Good point. Fire. Yeah. That's a great song. Great song. <laughs> I was flipping through channels and ran across that one. Well, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Give up the funk. Parliament. Oh. George Clinton. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Yeah, Parliament. And- um... Remember all the costumes they used to dress up in? And the, oh, my and God. The it, was crazy. Shoes? it was crazy. They were almost like an African-American kiss. Without they all were. the theatric they stuff. Were. Yeah. It was, it was about the show, man. It was about the show. Uh-huh. And it was some, some of the greatest music ever, honestly. Oh, I would agree. Parliament yeah. was just fantastic. And George Funk, uh, no, George Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> He can he can outfunk anybody is what I was trying to say. Anyhow, uh, yes, he can. Yep. Even even on his uh, own, even his solo stuff kicks ass. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The pink the P Funk All Stars, I believe, is his band. George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars. Okay. Anyhow, I think yeah, I, I think so. I'm pretty uh, sure it is. Anyhow, yeah, I, I, I watched a few of his videos yesterday. 
Oh, yep. Supposedly, uh, he doesn't believe in uh, deodorant, and that bothers a lot of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> supposedly, I don't know, I have no way of knowing, I never met the guy and probably never will, but supposedly his body odor will ca- will knock a fucking vulture off a shit wagon, supposedly. <laughs> but who knows? Anyhow, go ahead. Okay, I'll tell you what, the closer you get to the top, the harder this gets. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like any of our lists. Uh, yeah. The top one's always got me because I kind of agonize going, I don't know, man. This one could oh, Yeah, I mean, because they're all so good. The worst thing they're you can do so is overthink it, Rob, because then you're yeah. going to start moving shit around, and then you're going to be talking about it going, oh, shit, I shouldn't have moved this here. And Now, nah, whatever you first come up with, go with it. Nobody I, wrote, I, I wrote them down, and I went through them all, mm-hmm. put them in an order, and that's the way I'm staying. Good for you, because on something like this, there's no right or wrong. I mean, it's just how you feel, so. Right, right, right. Yep. Anyhow. Okay, number five. War, Edwin Starr. Oh, that's a good one. And that's one that's used a lot. Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yep. Very good. Very, very good. Number four is another one that's used quite a bit. Okay. It's your thing, Isley Brothers. Ooh, you're going way back on that one. Wow, you uh, went around I, the corner. Yeah, I, the I, I'm road. going way back. Yeah. All right. Good job. Number three, I, I imagine this one will be on your list. It's on everybody's funk list. Okay. Theme to Shaft, Isaac Hayes. Oh, yeah, that could be on there because I haven't even started it yet because I haven't had a oh, chance. Okay. So, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. You took all the good ones that I could think no, of. I'm not, I'm, I'm not to my two and one yet. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm toast on this one. Okay, my number two and my number one go back to my DJ days. Okay. Because even though I was DJing karaoke, mm-hmm. we still had to take breaks and play dance music. Oh, yeah. And then there's, and then there's other gigs I did where I just DJed, no karaoke. So, and these two songs were very popular. Okay. As dance songs and okay. party songs. And I had a really hard time ranking these, but okay. After listening to them each about ten times back to back, I finally, I finally did it. Okay. Number two goes to the Gap Band for "You Dropped a Bomb on Me." Oh, that was a party song, dude. I I, I heard that song in my sleep. Yeah, that was one of those songs you had to play to get tips, wasn't it? No, no, they just asked and we played. Oh, no, what I mean is people went on a dance floor, started feeling good, their ladies dancing with them, they combined, throw you a fiver. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep, excellent. 
All right, number one. Number one. Goes to the Bunker Duck himself, Mr. George Clinton. <laughs> I knew he'd be on here. For a second time. Uh-huh. But not with Parliament. This song, You're talking about this song yeah, this, this is single. Okay. This song actually has a story that goes with it. Okay. Atomic Dog. Oh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. What's the story that goes with it? It's about a dog. It is? It's about a dog, yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I, I think you probably had to be on mushrooms or something. But, yeah, you know. yeah, that's probably where it originated, I would say. <laughs> but, Rob, great fucking job, dude. Oh, uh, dude. I, like I said, I was scared of this one at first till I really started getting into it. Man, you know, I'm liking this, I'm liking this, and they kept popping up. Like, yeah. It's amazing how yeah. much funk is out there. But you don't view it as funk. Oh my you, God. you view it as a good song. You don't view it as funk, right? You're just that, like, man, this is a great like, song, yeah. That's like Word Up by Cameo. Yeah. I would not thought of that as a funk song until I was listening to it. But it really I'm like, is. you know what? This has quite a bit of funk in it, you know? It's actually pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. So... I've I've got some secrets that I'm going to come up with. I bet you do for funk. And let me just say this: Did you know there's a lot of funk incorporated in hard rock and heavy metal? Yes, I do. I've been hearing some lately. Admittedly, like I, um, I, well, working on the funk list. Uh huh. I'm listening to songs like, "Hey, that's got a little funk in it." I, I was. Walking through the grocery store today and heard a song. Hey, that's got a little funk to it right there, you know? I mean, look at Extreme. Extreme has a lot of funk sounds besides Get the Funk Out. Um, They have a lot of funk songs. But let me tell you this. You may not know this. Okay, Deep Purple, their lineup with Glenn Hughes and David Coverdale. And they did the Burn Mm -hmm. album and a couple other albums, Stormbringer and then something else. I think Come Taste the Band or something like that. Um, Okay. So, one of the reasons that they broke up from Deep, uh, Deep Purple is um, David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes called themselves the Funk Brothers because they liked to play funk and they liked to incorporate it in this hard rock, progressive rock, fusion, or whatever it is. Uh, Richie Blackmore did not want that, so he started Rainbow because he wanted to do almost like poppy hits. He wanted to be right. like on, on, the, on the top ten charts in America. So um, at first he was with Dio, but then later on he went ahead and he started, you know, getting people like JoLynn Turner, and he did make it on the radio over here, and did very well over here. But one of the things is funk music drove that lineup of the band away from each other, supposedly, except for Glenn Hughes and uh, David Coverdale, which they've never, as far as I know, they've never did an album together outside of Deep Purple, which I found odd. But they're still like best friends and everything. But funk was a reason that supposedly that band was one of the reasons why uh, Richie Blackmore left. And then they had a, um, shit, I forgot his name, uh, uh, Bolin, Mark Bolin, replace him. And, yeah. then, and then I think he died in a car wreck. And then they, uh, and then 
Richie Blackmore came back for the reunion of MK2, which would be Ian Gillen and uh, and um, oh uh, Roger Glover, and then the rest of them, Ian Pace, uh, um, Blackmore, and uh, um, John Lord. So yeah. Uh, anyhow, very good, Rob. Um, real quick, I got to do an honorable an honorable mention here. An American woman has grown a mullet that's longer than she is tall, setting a Guinness World Record for a woman's longest mullet. Tammy Manis from Tennessee hasn't cut the back of her hair since 1990. In 33 years since, it's grown 172.72 inches, or 5 foot 8 inches. Good job, Tammy Manis. Right. Wow. Keep the faith. Keep the face. Raw, raw. All right. Rob, do you have something you want to get to, or you want me to just keep rolling here with some regular bullshit? Oh, you can keep rolling for a minute. All right. I got all different kinds of odds and ends and this and that and what have you. So, um, let's see. Okay. Um, Gen Zers are not having a good time in the workforce. They lack people skills, according to hires, and they're lazy or, or apathetic, supposedly, to hires. And this is what... I'm seeing this. Yeah, this I'm is seeing what, this. This is what the employees, or potential employees, or employers, I mean, have said about them. As more people enter the workforce, some managers aren't convinced they're prepared to succeed. Gen Zers, roughly those born from the mid-1990s to early 2010s, are increasingly graduating college and high school and taking on their first jobs. Frustrated bosses blasted the young professionals as lazy on the job in a report from the Wall Street Journal, and a millennial manager accused them of being too emotional at work. And I have seen this. I have seen this. They, They, you know... First thing they do when someone gets after them a little bit uh, is a quiet room or a quiet space. <coughs> I mean, all they need then is like a line of security blanket, right? Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, in, in a public callout, Insider asked, this is a Insider Online, asked managers to share their experiences over C and Gen Z workers. More than 20 people, ranging from millennials to baby boomers, sent emails describing their experiences managing Gen Z. <coughs> Excuse me. Two people said they didn't feel young workers were lazy, while the rest criticized the generation's work ethic. So out of 20 people, two said they didn't think they were lazy. Everybody else did. Insider verified employment of the supervisor cited in this story, so it was vetted. They made sure that this was true. All right. Um, one manager said Gen Zers struggle to focus on work, which I can totally believe that. Rob, can't you believe that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jeff Elkins, the director of security from a Florida casino, accused the Gen Z hires of frequently searching for gray areas on issues that he believed were very black and white. So let's say this is why I take this, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but. Let's say someone was stealing. They were they were um, counting cards or something. What casinos consider stealing, right? Yeah. Instead of throwing them out, a Gen Z would probably be like, you know what? And I, you know, we don't know if they counted cards. They go, oh no, no, look right here. 
well, we don't know what their intentions are or something. So they're trying to find a gray area when it's like cut and dry. So Right, right. And I see that. I see that. I can too. He said the industry like is I, hot. Oh, go ahead. What? Like, like I said, I have an 18-year-old son. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm... He said his industry is highly regulated with strict controls and his young employers have called their standard operating procedures antiquated. These employers have also called their standard conduct outdated and that they feel they don't apply to them, Elkins said. Amber Forrest, let me tell you something. If someone's paying you, whatever they tell you applies to you, applies to you. Right, Rob? Right. Amber Forrest, a 28-year-old pizza shop manager, told Insider that many of her Gen Z employees spend work hours eating free food, pocketing tips, and hanging out with their friends. <coughs> I wish I'd quit coughing. It's a hit. Oh, dude, I, I, I've, been, I've been fighting a stomach cold for over a week myself. Mine's this damn ragweed. The blasted ragweed is in full bloom, and it's killing me. That might be what it is. That might be what it is. It probably is. is. It, it, I, I, all I know is, yeah, <laughs> I've been feeling it all week. Ragweed came from the asshole of Satan. Yes, yeah. Along with Kale. Oh, oh, well, yeah, Kale was the number one asshole of Satan. And then number oh. two is Ragweed. Oh, yeah, what? Uh, okay, after you get done with this story, okay, I got a funny for you. Okay, cool. Okay, it's a hit or miss, she said, of her young hires, she said. I would say 70% don't work out <clears throat> because they lack motivation and initiative. It's irritating because most of the time I end up doing all the work despite my efforts of delegating. The whole ordeal is beyond frustrating, said Forrest, a young millennial who recalled when it was her generation being labeled as lazy. How the tides have changed is jarring, she said. That's true. Every one of these generations coming up, including us, the Xers, have been labeled lazy, haven't we? Yes. Sounds like this one coming up <laughs> is... Sean Cusack, a 41-year-old director of biotech startup, defender, defended Gen Z's work style and said he's found some ways that they work best. For example, he said, summarizing data is a trackable digital format, has helped younger employees excel uh, more than the face-to-face -face meetings Gen X and older tend to prefer. Younger employees can uh, sometimes shut down, but it isn't due to laziness, he said. Personally, I would say that I noticed Gen Z's as a tendency to turn inwards out of fear of being wrong. Okay. Well, and this would go with a quiet room, right? Oh, my God, I'm wrong. I need a quiet room. Experts yep. have said that recent graduates who spent most of their time in school taking online classes and working remote internships lack soft skills. This means they may struggle to write emails or find professional settings challenging. That's surprising. Managers could help them develop these skills and talk to their younger employees about motiva what motivates them at work, experts said. India-based career coach, um, I, whatever the fuck his name is, told Insider that many Gen Z employees are looking for more meaningful work over, over high pay, so they don't care about the pay. They want work that they care about. So that's different. They are more likely to trade off salary for better quality of work, although salary is an important factor. Um, it is, it is. and I, I, I can see the logic in that. I can too, because um, you you cannot keep a the same job for years 
if you do not enjoy what you do. Exactly. You know what? And and that is something that uh, um, when I went when I went to trade school, it was what I wanted to do. But by the time I uh, um, that old, that old piece of shit place by the Blue River that's like full of liars right. and assholes. Okay. Yeah. That place right there, when it evolved to that type of an atmosphere, you know, to where um, um, to where they're basically taking advantage of you. You know, you're doing iron work, uh, work, but you're getting uh, bullshit pay or whatever. I can see right. how someone would be like, <clears throat> this is not what I want to do in my life because, I, you know, I found that many times when I was hung out to dry by that place. You know, is this what I want to do in my life, really? And, and a guy I used to work with always said, I wonder what I'm going to do when I grow up. That's exactly how I felt. So I kind of get that, yes. Not to parlay that piece of shit place with anything else, because they they they, uh, they eat their own. They they are pieces of crap. So anyhow, in January, sea level human resources executive Gianna Driver said that company leaders will need to cultivate a culture of psychological safety with work-life balance and diverse hiring if they want to keep Gen Z workers engaged. A lot of Gen Zers feel more drawn by the mission of a company and what their goal is, opposed to things like salary. So, okay, I get that. Some Gen Zers say they're also struggling with confusion and feeling left out at work. Nearly half of Gen Zs and Millennials respondents to a LinkedIn survey from June, and they didn't understand the jargon used around the office. To combat this confusion... The Gen Zers are turning to TikTok for answers. That sounds about right. And what to wear to work. And we already did a story on the, you know, they're like going to TikTok to find out what work dress attire is and what work etiquette is and all that in an office because they've never had that so far. So that's pretty much the end of that one. So. Well, I'll tell you what. One thing I'm noticing. Yeah. Gen Zers are having a hard time filling out paperwork also. Really? Well, uh, my son, well, well, yeah, a lot of these kids are. I'm I'm watching them fill out job applications, and they don't know how to do it because they have been raised in school on computers. Wow. Wow. I could lead this into Rob's rant, but I won't. Go ahead. Ran away, dude. No, no, no. No, it's all right. It's all right. Okay. Do you feel like doing any more of a podcast, or you want to shut it down? Uh, well, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to tell you a story. Okay. I was at a local grocery store yesterday. Okay. One of the bigger name ones, not my usual hole in the wall. Okay. And I was in line. And I seen this younger bearded guy in front of me. Okay. Looked like a bigger Jesus. And even wearing flip flops. It was weird. But I didn't pay no attention to what he had on the conveyor belt. Okay. And I'm looking around while I was waiting my turn, you know. And I, I heard the register. The cashier says, is this Kale? Oh. I looked up on that conveyor belt 
there was a big, big old bag of kale. Oh. He turned to me and smiled. <laughs> he must listen. Dude, I got worried. I got. I hurried out of there. The kale mafia is after you. Watch out. They're gonna beat you. Uh, to they're gonna beat you to death with their handbags. That's all right. My cousins are already here. They're watching me. They're 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 uh, they're they're gonna uh, wave their little their little tiny fists in the air and tell you stop it, stop it, Rob, stop it. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want another. I, I don't want to be the next Topher. Uh, yeah, you don't need kidnap like him. No, like I said, my cousins are already here today. I got them here today. I called them last night. Cool. So they're they're camped outside. I'm I'm being watched at all time. So we're good. Okay, good, good. All right. Okay. Well, we're shutting this bitch down. Survey. Have a good night. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. They go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.